Piccone. And we're Late, Late to, to the, the Party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture. So, this week, Brie and I are watching the 2002 comedy romp, The Sweetest Thing, starring iconic naughty screen queens Cameron Diaz, Christina Applegate, and Salma Blair. Yeah. So, how's it going, Brie? It's going good. How's it going with you? It's going good. I know we just had some technical difficulties, but... Yeah, we kind of squared away. We uh, we simmered down. We were we were a little too too crazy after watching <laughs> the sweetest thing. I know. I felt like I don't know. Like we were on drugs. I or felt something. like yeah. <laughs> we got on a whole tangent about. Okay, so I don't know if everyone else knows, but Ned <laughs> is short for Edward. PSA. I was shook. And Ted isn't just short for Theodore. It's also short for Edward. Who knew Edward had so many nicknames? I, I don't know. I thought that was just Ed. I thought that was it. I also thought that was like strictly a William thing to have like the Bills and the Oh yeah. The Wills. Oh hey, and didn't they say Ned is like a up and coming nickname or something? Like it's like gaining oh, my popularity God. again? I don't Okay, I don't know what to believe. I don't know if that's like cuz that was like one of those baby name sites. So I don't know if it's baby name propaganda, mm. but I don't know, but we digress. <laughs> just fun facts for y'all. Yeah, just fun know? facts. But yeah, so today we are, well, we did watch The Sweetest Thing starring Cameron Diaz. And uh, have you ever seen this movie before, Brie? No. I, I feel like I would remember this one. I Yeah. I, I feel like I heard about it. Mm-hmm. Like I've probably seen like a, a poster or something around like i remember it being like the name of the movie yeah. floating around and cameron diaz but that's all like my knowledge same i mean yeah back in 2002 well i was not seeing this movie yeah Let's i don't think i would have probably seen it. i was single digits in 2002 so i don't think i was allowed to yeah but i did see the movie poster a lot and it was cameron diaz so you know naturally my my kid brain would pick out a Cameron Diaz movie and be like, oh, that's a Cameron Diaz movie. Didn't she do, like, a lot in 2002? She did Gangs of New York in oh, late yeah. 2002. That's what it is. Um, What else was she in? I don't know. I just, I feel like she did. Maybe that was what I was thinking, Gangs of New York. Okay, so you know what? Uh, during that time, I'm getting so confused because I know the year before, Gwyneth Paltrow did Shallow Hal. Mm-hmm. But then the year after, in 2003, Kate Hudson was doing How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Oh, wow. Which I feel like both of those movies Cameron Diaz could do, and it's confusing me. I feel like she could do those as well. I love Cameron Diaz. Me too. She's so charming. She she really is. Like, I think, like, not to get ahead of ourselves, but this movie would be unwatchable without her in it. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be the same. And she just, she brightens up a screen. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. So, this movie wasn't it like kind of like a precursor to Bridesmaids and um, like a girls', girls trip, trip situation, right? Like um, the first kind of raunchy female comedy. I don't know if it was the 
first. I mean, I'm drawing a blank as to any before it, but I'm sure it wasn't the first. But they were definitely trying to, like, throughout this whole movie, they did this very, like, 2000s thing of, like, and this is, like, before The Hangover, so maybe it's ahead of its time or something. But they're, like, oh, girls can be as gross as guys. Yeah. I feel like that was, like, the major takeaway of this movie or, like, the theme. Yeah. Um. So I guess in that sense it is a precursor to, like, a bridesmaids or a girls trip, which as far as, like... Like, it's pretty risque and pretty, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's, like, gross-out humor a little bit, but. I didn't realize this was going to be so risque. Like, before, you know, like, a couple weeks ago when we were, like, talking about yeah. it. Like, I was like, oh, the sweetest thing. It must be one of them, you know, like, cheesy romantic comedies or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we didn't, I didn't, we didn't talk about. So, we have, like, this running list of, like, movies for movie club. Yeah. And I put on there the sweetest thing. Because it's one of those movies in, like, the back of my mind. Mm. Like, another one of those, like, growing up, it used to play, like, the censored version, of course, on E. Oh, okay. And every time, it would only be, like, the only scene I've ever watched from The Sweetest Thing before this was, like, the Selma Blair, like, blowjob scene. Where oh, they're what? singing Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. That's all I knew so about this movie. So you saw that scene already? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. And I was like, what the heck is this movie? Wait, were you like nine or were you like... I was like in high school. So. Oh, okay. It was on the reruns. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And it was like... I mean, they don't show anything in this movie anyways. But yeah, it was just that scene. And I was like, that's very interesting. <laughs> nice. And then I turn it off. I'd be like, there's no sex in the city on today. Lame. <laughs> or like, I remember they play It's Complicated starring Meryl Streep a lot. And I'd be like, there's no... Six-year-olds having sex. Lame. Lame. <laughs> like, turn the next channel. Wait, I thought that movie had sex scenes. No? It's complicated? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Oh. That's why my mind was like, if it's not Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin or Steve Martin, oh, I don't want it. Oh, had other people? Other, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> like, not, to, not to go on a tangent, like, other old people having sex? No, just Meryl Streep. Oh. But I guess because she has a relationship with this is a tangent <laughs> i know um with steve martin you know yeah and then her ex-husband dalek baldwin yeah only meryl streep having sex though okay no one else no, i don't think so i just i'm trying to understand your problem with <laughs> no my, my my problem was i didn't want to watch the sweetest thing because i didn't it wasn't meryl streep oh that's my oh, point you, okay <laughs> okay i see gotcha yeah <laughs> I understand now. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to deep dive into your mind. No, it's okay. Yeah, welcome into my mind. Oh, man. But again, like, that's a Nancy Myers movie. This is not a Nancy Myers film. It is not. It is not a part of the NMCU. N- no. It's a different movie. Different universe. How would you describe this movie? It's... Okay. It's fun. And definitely rompy and raunchy, but playful, very 2000s, and very, like, like, um, like a heightened, uh, I don't know the right word to describe it, but it's, like, over the top, over the top. I would say it's over the top. It's, it's crazy, because sometimes during this film, I'd be like, is this a farce? (laughs) <laughs> like, what are, or is this, like, an SNL sketch? Like, just the way they would take things. 
I don't know, Roger, was it Roger Kimball? Cumble? The, the director, director of yeah. The Sweetest Thing. I want to know what was going on in his mind. Because he seems <laughs> like he really had a vision. I don't think he executed that vision or, like, saw it out. But he had something going on. Right. Like, a wacky vision. <laughs> like, let's just make things absurd for a moment and not yes. explain things. It's, like, so... It's almost absurdist. Yeah. And I feel like he, like, wanted to take it farther. Yeah. Where, like, back to your bridesmaids or girl trip point. Like, there you were able to take it far. I feel like this movie was very, you know. It, it was, like, far but safe. In, like, like, they backed out way. of it. Yeah. It's like they start going far. Like, there's some scenes, like. Like the penis song. The penis song, the restroom scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they didn't do anything like, with that. I feel like they could have pushed it harder, you know? <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> Just saying. But we'll talk about that in a we'll second. Get, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll get, get there. there. Uh, yeah. Well. Well, do you want to paint a picture of the, the times when this movie came out? Do you want to take a time machine back? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a trip back to spring 2002. So Ain't It Funny by J-Lo and In the End by Linkin Park were at the top of the charts. Britney and Justin had just broken up, and everyone was still playing the original Sims, including Brie, probably. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. Where were you, Spring 2002? Okay. Well, as you just reminded me (laughs) off uh, Mike, I was was eight, not nine. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. So way different than I thought. <laughs> way different vibes than fourth grade. Um, I would have been where you were. Yeah. Right? We went to third grade together. We so. were. We were in the same class. Yeah. Um, it was like, <laughs> life was good in spring 2002. We went, we got ice cream a lot in that class. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I don't want to diverge too much, but I'm like. You know, it was a good good time. Good time. I mean, what I remember about spring 2002 is I have distinct memories of going on spring break mm-hmm. to the Outer Banks, where I ultimately moved, where we currently are. Yeah. Um, but my family had a beach house, and I was, like, obsessed with... I think at that time, Avril Lavigne Complicated had come out. It did, yeah. So I was really into that and Shakira's album. <gasps> that makes sense. Yeah, whenever, wherever was like my bop. Yeah, I was just singing that in my like Walkman or like my like CD player. Nice. Um, And I do remember like I was still in that phase where I was, like, taking, like, the I, – I don't know if it was, like, Blockbuster or what. They had something of, like, a little pamphlet every month somewhere, someplace did, of, like, all the new movies coming out. Ooh. And I do remember seeing The Sweetest Thing. Wow. You have such a great memory, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> like, photographic. Like, Yes. I do have a photographic memory. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember seeing The Sweetest Thing movie poster in, like, one of those booklets. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, I I gotta be honest. I don't really remember. I I don't remember that far. Like I have specific memories. Like I remember seven and maybe eight a little more. Or no, wait. 
I don't As know. you say, I remember nothing. And you're like, but I remember eight pretty well. I mean, nothing about it, but I have a good memory of it. It just is hard to go that far back. It all blurs together. Let's see. I don't know. You were probably, like me, very into limited, too. Yeah. That doesn't change, though. That lasted a long time. Totally. Yeah. And we'd, we'd be up there together. We would go have shopping trips. I mean, nothing's changed for me. Like, I was obsessed with my platform flip-flops and limited, too. Yeah. So I'm sure you were, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, spring 2002. I don't know. I know life was good. Life was good. But. <laughs> it was all good in the hood. Was. But yeah. So just to give a little bit of context before we jump into the movie. So 2002, like an overview in film. So the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, and Spider-Man were the three biggest films of the year. Um, it was also the year Holly Berry became the first black actress to win the Academy Award for Best Actress. Um, and it was a year full of sequels. So there was Men in Black 2, Blade 2. Blade 2 came out in April. I remember that. Speaking of a weird Rain Man-like um, memory about movies. Nice. Uh, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and Austin Powers' <gasps> Gold Member. Love that movie. Came out. <laughs> Those were good movies. Yeah. Yeah. And a little indie sleeper film. Turned into a blockbuster smash with My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which, Opa. <laughs> Opa. And um, and auteurs controlled the Oscars with Roman Polanski's The Pianist, Stephen Daldry's The Hours, and Hayao Miyazaki spirited away, taking home the golden man, the golden statue. So. Nice. That's a pretty good year for film. Actually, yeah. 2002 wasn't bad. Yeah. It kind of, like, runs the gamut if you think about it. Like, there's, like... These, like, crazy, like, I don't know, whatever we watched, like, the sweetest thing. Yeah. Just, like, these, like, fun comedy films, like, very light, mm-hmm. and very, like, early aughts. But then you'll, like, get, like, a film like The Hours or The Pianist that are just very, like, or, like, a Scorsese Gangs of New York situation. And I've heard of all those movies and they <laughs> sound great, but I've never seen them. So, well, Brie, you're going to have to because... Spoiler alert, we're we're doing two more episodes of the Academy Awards. I know. We're going to talk about a lot of these movies, too. We are. So that'll be fun. I'm excited. And any chance to talk about Spirited Away. but And to live in 2002. Oh, for sure. No, that's what I love the most about this movie is, like, I felt like I got transported into 2002. Same. Yeah. It's, like, so of its time. And I always wanted to be, like, older and, like, an adult. Like, the age I am now, I wanted to be, like, in my 20s. In 2002 as, like, a kid, so. I feel like, because we're in our 20s now, like, it would be way more fun if it was in 2002. Then we could have, like, dance montages. We could be wearing funky. I mean, I guess you can wear funky outfits. Oh, they're kind of coming back. They're coming back, but still, it's not the not the same. It's, something was so pure about that time. Um, there was, it was, like, a precipice of newness. and Yes. I don't know. The new millennium. <laughs> yeah. It was meaningful. We survived Y2K. Nothing was stopping us. Exactly. Not even 9-11. Yeah. But do you want to do a quick synopsis of the film? Sure. So, after meeting her potential soulmate, a commitment-averse young woman hits the road with her best friend on a wild, raunchy misadventure to find him. High drinks ensue. Yeah. Lots of them. Will they set you up for them? No. no. Will there be any payoff at the end? 
No. <laughs> but you'll see things. You will. Yeah. I feel like, like, this movie, they really just were like, we're going to make a sex comedy with females. Like, that was the pitch. Mm-hmm. And then they stopped. They were, that was like, full stop. They didn't think it through. <laughs> it's like, do you want Selma Blair to have sex with an elephant? Yes. <laughs> it's like. But didn't she? Okay. Can we talk about like their uh, interview that they had yeah, later? Like yeah, the follow up? Can you? Okay. Yeah. Tell us like what's going, what happened? Okay. So they, there's like this interview with Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. and um, they're just like looking back at the film and talking about how they got into it and everything. And they were like Cameron Diaz, Christina Applegate and some of Blair were all excited to be a part of the film. <laughs> And I think, like, when, the, like, the raunchy scenes are like, hell yeah. Like, they were, like, I don't know, having a lot of fun, apparently. And I just, I'm pretty sure I read that Selma Blair was, like, excited to, like, fuck a pink ele- or a purple elephant. I don't know. Which you could kind of see that. And, like, at the end, they do, like, the very, like, stereotypical, like, bloopers. Yeah. And, like, and I don't know if this is giving anything away or whatever. But there's a scene where Selma Blair is, like, hooking up with this dude in the fitting room. And they're, like, like having sex, and he's dressed up as a elephant character. (laughs) Yeah. And in the, like, bloopers, did you catch this part where, like, he accidentally, like, grabs her her ass, and she's like, that's okay? Yeah. Like, she's, she's, like, very into it. Yeah, no, she's like, yeah, it makes it better or something. I don't know. She was like... (laughs) Oh, it cracked me up. Same. Because they really, like... From that Entertainment Weekly interview, like, they seemed, and watching it, watching it, they seemed very game. Yeah, like, they went for it. They were just, like, I don't know. Which totally helps, because I feel like this movie is not good. (laughs) But I feel like it'd be so much worse if they weren't just going for it. I agree. It's infinitely better that they went for it. Yeah. (sighs) Ah. Anyway, I don't know. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting point, but. So do you think they were really, so, based on that interview, like, do you think, Brie, that they were really thinking that they were making, like, bridesmaids? <laughs> I mean, possibly. I know they said something about pushing boundaries and stuff. So, like, maybe at the time it was more, like, exciting because there were certain words that they were not supposed to say because they're ladies and ladies don't say those things like things like that that would come up so it's like eh, maybe it is kind of like cathartic to be kind of sexual outwardly you know what i mean like as a woman to be like unashamed maybe yeah about sexuality i don't know i know what you mean man this is making me feel really young though because like it's so hard for me to like fathom that there was a time like that yeah but I guess there was. Yeah. And we were alive for it, but we just weren't adults yet, so we didn't know. But but I guess. I mean, I, I remember, like, this was also the age. Like, 2002, like, Britney Spears mm-hmm. was, like, doing, like, I'm a slave for you. Mm. And that was, you know, like, a lot of – it was kind of stirring up a lot of controversy. And, like, Britney – not Britney. Uh, Christina Aguilera's stripped era – Oh, yeah. Like, with the dirty and stuff. Right. the chaps. Yeah. So, like, our pop stars were becoming, like, 
very like self not self-imposed but what's the word like they were just like a little more autonomous and they were more sexual yeah like outwardly and not like in the same way as like the baby one more time kind of sexuality of like a couple years before mm-hmm. like it's even further yeah and like they were doing it on their own terms mm-hmm. so i don't know maybe it was something like that like the sexual revolution <laughs> <laughs> just like that just like in the 60s but like that macy gray song yes, too maybe yeah because that's in the movie there's like a song called sexual revolution yeah no well you know okay i guess <laughs> I haven't really thought about this. <laughs> yeah. So do you think, like, like in the early 2000s, or just, like, the 2000s in general, I know that there was, like, a thing where everyone thought this was, like, post-feminism. Oh, like, feminism is over? Over. We're all equal. Oh. So do you think this is, like, a post-feminist byproduct? You know, maybe that would make sense. That would make total sense. I didn't realize that's what post-feminist was. I thought <laughs> I didn't know feminism was ever over. Like I know it's changed, but like yeah, like in the two thousands, huh. like everyone was just like, yeah, it's over, and that's why like you'd see a lot of like, which I probably this is why I probably love that time so much. But like women were just so like sexual in their body yeah like sexual and male male gazy but like on their own terms because hmm. this is like before the whole like cover that back up girls. yeah cover that back up but also you can be slutty i don't know feminism's weird now but like post-feminism we were like we're sexual and we're over it we're just like the guys like life is good hmm so I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's – I got to digest that. (laughs) I mean, I know this is just about (laughs) the box office bomb, the sweetest thing. Yeah. But, like – It's about something bigger. It's about post-feminism. Wow. (laughs) No, I really think it might be, honestly, like a reflection. I'm sure it is. Yeah. But speaking of the box office. (laughs) Yeah. So – This is a very interesting lineup. So it came out the weekend of April 12th to 14th, Mm -hmm. 2002. So number one at the box office was Changing Lanes, which is Ben Affleck, Samuel L. Jackson. Never Um, heard of that one. (laughs) Again, seen the movie posters. I've never seen the film. Uh, Number two was Panic Room. And then at number three, The Sweetest Thing. So it actually, it opened at number three. That's not too shabby. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm surprised for being such a bad movie or whatever. It, yeah. Wow. Same. And I'm sure I like star power too. Like okay. Cameron Diaz. That's what I was going to say. Also counter programming because, so it's Changing Lanes, Panic Room, The Sweetest Thing, and then followed by Ice Age and The Rookie. Mm. So which are two children's films. Ice Age was good though. It, that's what, <laughs> that's where I was. I was watching Ice Age. It's probably same. But. But also number seven is <gasps> Clockstoppers. I just saw that. Oh, my God. Nikki, we got to watch Clockstoppers. We do. Also with Jesse Bradford, my, like, man of the moment. Right. Oh, such a good movie. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, so the sweetest thing, it really does make sense because if you were, like, a young woman, mm-hmm. that's the option that's, I was going to say, what else are you going to see? Blade 2. 
High Crimes with um, Ashley Judd and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So. It looks like the sweetest thing was the ladies' only option. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I'd probably pick if I was a young adult at the time. Same. I kind of wish I was. I'd love to see this movie in a theater. Just, like, have, like, drinks afterwards and live my best young life in 2002. That would be so much fun. Especially with, like, I feel like the intros and outros in the movie like yes. are just, like, I feel like for a long time, movies would have, like, these specific kind of intros that were just funky. You know what I mean? Like, a, it's a very 2000s intro. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, like, colorful blocks. Colorful blocks, that yeah. That say, like, Cameron Diaz or, like, Christina Applegate or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's like a style. And I always feel like the it's either, like, a song of the moment or this, like... This like score or like the music's always like yeah. Do you know what I mean? I do. And then there's like cut to like a bustling street. In this case, it's San Francisco, but usually it's New York. And they're like boop boop boop. Watch it here. And then it's like and then you see like feet walking in like stilettos. Yes. I see a whole picture. Yes. And then like someone bumps into her. She's like oh. Maybe spills her coffee. I don't know. Yes. Maybe we should make... We should write our own version. We should. <laughs> we should just recreate the sweetest thing. <laughs> oh, man. I love that. Me too. Uh, so the reviews at the time. So Ebert and Roper's Worst of 2002, it was included in. And it was under the category Big Stars and Big Bombs. Um. In Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 26% of critics and 65 audience score. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it says a collection of hit or miss gags tied together with a thin plot. Thoughts? Okay. Well, it's not wrong. But I will say 65% audience score is not bad for Rotten Tomatoes. No. I mean, it's a, there's a big discrepancy of like... The 26% critics to 65% audience score, that's kind of a big gap, you know? Because I think, because I think it's true, it is like a collection of hit or miss gags tied together with a thin plot. And I think as an audience member, I had a fun time. As someone with the critical eye, (laughs) it is bad, but I had a fun time. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, this is not a movie to be critiqued in that way. Like, it's, you can't put this up there with like all the, you know, like, Whatever else is playing, what like a, the beautiful mind is that what it is? Or yeah, or like, or even like a panic room. You yeah. can't be like comparing like a David Fincher film to like the sweetest thing. Nah, it's not fair. <laughs> it's just not fair. But I wanted to read a little bit of Roger Ebert's review about the sweetest thing. Yeah, because I feel like it it accurately describes the movie and like kind of how I feel about it. I agree. So, Roger Ebert Ebert says, I like Cameron Diaz. I just plain like her. She's able to convey bubble brain zaniness about as well as anyone in the movies right now. And then she can switch gears and give you a scary, dramatic performance in something like Vanilla Sky. She's a beauty, but apparently without vanity. How else to account for her appearance in being John Malkovich, or her adventures in There's Something About Mary? I don't think she gets halfway enough praise for her talent. 
Consider her in the sweetest thing. This is not a good movie. It's deep-sixed by a compulsion to catalog every bodily fluids gag and there's something about Mary and devise a parallel clone gag. It knows the words, but not the music. While the Farley brothers get away with murder, the sweetest thing commits suicide. And yet, there were whole long stretches of it when I didn't much care how bad it was. At least I wasn't brooding in anger about the film, because Cameron Diaz and her co-stars had thrown themselves into it with heapless abandon. They don't walk the plank, they tap dance. True. I agree. Same. Yeah, I think he said it well. He wrote, I mean, that's only a snippet, too. He wrote a long review. And it's really good. Yeah. Like, if you have time to, like, read the Roger Ebert review of The Sweetest Thing, it's very, I really, like, as someone that loves rom-coms and, like, movies, like, that are deemed chick flicks. Yeah. I always really love how he, like, he doesn't dismiss movies like that. And it is very, like, it's, like, critical, but... It's very loving and that, as far as like like respectful about the genre and like I really agree with what he says about Cameron Diaz. I think she's underrated. Yeah. I yeah. I think about her like in the holiday too, because that was like one of our first like movie yeah. clubs and I don't know. She's so great in that. Like she just has a way like of like embodying these characters that are just like kinda it's kinda whimsical. Kind of yeah. um I don't know. She does a lot of, like, highs and lows, you know, like, emotionally, like, excitable, and then also, like, crying. Like, she's just... She's a very, like, real girl, too. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, she's beautiful, but there is something about her, like he said, about, like, she's beautiful without vanity. Mm-hmm. She, there's just no pretense about Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Which makes her so likable. Which I think is why people love Julia Roberts, too. Yeah, and she doesn't shave her armpits. So, and I found out Cameron Diaz doesn't wear antiperspirant. <laughs> Those are my takeaways. I'm like, yes. So to be a eat it girl, just um, stink. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. But I even think it says something about like I found Christina Applegate really, really enjoyable in this film. Same. I feel like I can't think of a film that um I've seen her like play such a role. Yeah, she doesn't typically play this type of like like how would you describe it? I, I don't want to say slutty, but she's like the the quote unquote slutty friend Courtney in this. Yeah, she's kind of she's pretty forward. She's, yeah, she's like the alpha female. Yeah, yeah. But I always forget about Christina Applegate, and then I'm like. Always impressed. Like, every time I've seen her in, like, Anchorman or a movie like that, I'm oh, always yeah. very impressed. I loved her in Anchorman. Same. She she holds, she holds her own against, like, Will Ferrell, which is, which is, like, no easy feat, so. Yeah. And, like, Selma Blair, I kind of wish she was in more, like, movies. Yeah. I mean, what else is she in? I mean, obviously Legally Blonde. Obviously. But, um, like, I feel like I've seen her here and there and things, but, like. I agree, like, she plays that good, like, meek, like, best friend character very well. Mm-hmm. And Parker Posey shows up a little bit in this film, which is always fun to see her just in a movie. I know. That was a nice surprise. No, Jason Bateman was in this film, too. <laughs> yeah. 
I didn't see it. Well, I guess he's in the trailer, but it, I didn't put it together. It didn't really look like him to me. It, I, Brie, you know, I audibly was like, Jason Bateman? Yeah. Because he, you put a little, a minor beard on him and he's like a different person he, to me. Yeah. No, same. <laughs> it's like the Superman, uh, like, I don't know, glasses situation. Right? Like yeah. Jason Bateman in a beard is very Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, before we, like, get into the nitty-gritty, was there any, like, fashion notes you had? I, I, yes. Like, <gasps> there are a couple notes throughout the film. Like, <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, there's a scene where there's, like, a montage where they go into this dress place. Yes. Yeah. And I just, like, I feel like their outfits they ended up getting were very, very 2000s. Kind of, like, cringy. Not bad without the hats. Not bad, but uh, questionable outfits. <laughs> I just felt this this fashion was very of its time. Yeah, which I loved. I love a good low rise flare pant. Okay, yeah. If we're just gonna talk about the fashion, just like overall, the, all the low rise pants and all the um belly buttons showing. Yes, really, I was living for that. Ah, oh, that's how I'm gonna be dressing all summer. <laughs> I'm inspired. A good one shoulder, <gasps> like Cameron Diaz wears in the first scene. Yeah. I have a top that's one shoulder. I do too. Yeah. It's busted out. It's busted out. I also love in the like the f- opening scene, it's like a scene where like Cameron Diaz and Christina Applegate are both listening to music. Mm-hmm. Like on an iPod or something, like like an OG iPod. Yeah. They're looking like wired it girls, like that <laughs> account on Instagram just with their like like ear earbuds like dangling. Yeah. I want to bring that back. There's something so chic about just a oh, I got just an a idea. wired moment. Yeah, I got an idea. Okay, well, first of all, we're gonna have to get wired. Well, we have headphones, but this is—I don't know if that's the same vibe. No, it's not the same as the earbuds. We both have <laughs> this. This is gonna take some some planning. We're gonna have to buy instead of using our fancy dancy um, Bluetooth like Apple. What are they called? AirPods. Yeah, AirPods. Instead of using our AirPods, we have to pretend like we're in 2002 and buy some real, like, earbuds with wires. Yes. Start dancing. Go, like, we can meet each other in the town square. <laughs> we'll be on different sides and we'll be like, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> and just start dancing? Yeah. I, I dig this. With our low-rise pants and uh, off the shoulder, like, one shoulder top. Yeah. I'm into it. Okay, cool. <laughs> um. I had another fashion note. There's like uh, yeah. this jacket that um that Christina Applegate wears. It's like it's like a checkered denim jacket. Ooh. Oh yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about? It's like a I guess it's I don't know if it's patches. It looks really cool though. It's the most two thousand two jacket I've ever seen. I want it. Yeah. I really want it. <laughs> yeah. I think you could rock that. Thanks. I also feel like that you could probably find that now because all those fashions are like coming back. I probably could. There's there's it, hope. It's about time. Like, I haven't really seen it yet. But remember, that was, like, a thing of, like, checkerboard denim looks? <gasps> yes. I'm sure Bella Hadid's going to wear it or has already worn it and it's going to be a thing. And you love a good checkerboard. I do. Got your checkerboard bands right there. I do. Two two pairs. <laughs> a whole two pairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to get into the movie? Sure. Uh, uh, did you have any more fashion notes, though? Nah. Just low-rise 
Just that I wish I was in 2002 and I loved all their fashion. Okay. Fair enough. Also, Selma Blair wears panties in this film that really were of a time. Mm -hmm. Because I remember seeing them and owning a a pair. They're cute, though. They're like, are those called bikini underwears? Yeah. Well, they didn't. I mean, they're still around. They're still around, but like, it does nothing for the booty is all I'm trying to say. They're comfy, though. They are? (laughs) Yeah. But I guess what I'm confused about how it's like so unsexy in the front, but even more unsexy in the back, but there's like just a string holding the two, like... That's what makes it sexy. The The string and the high... It's kind of... Hers were looking high cut, I think. I don't know. I thought they they were cute. They're very of a time, and then it also kind of, like, it really, like, makes me want to just wear some ugly under- underwear. <laughs> like, I feel like this whole movie, it was, like, let's see, like, really, like, sexy girls wear really bad underwear. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, Brie? Like, there's a couple gags where, like, the whole joke is that they're wearing, like, oh yeah, bad underwear. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they're in the car or whatever. Like, there's, yeah. I get what you're saying. But that confidence. I love that. So that's a mood. <laughs> it is. So yeah, like the film starts and they're basically like it's Selma Blair gets broken up with by a boyfriend. And she's reading like the Ten Commandments of Dating, blah, blah, blah. But they decide to go to the club. Right. The club. The club. And Cameron Diaz is doing her cute little like dancing thing, which I love. Mm-hmm. Like she does it in like Charlie's Angels, and she does it in this one, just like the on the floor, like flailing her arms. She's got the moves. <laughs> she really does. Like she has the confidence with them. You know what I mean? So cute. Yeah. But yeah, my only note was Cameron Diaz, the sexual harasser, because like the start <gasps> of this movie is basically she sees a man, and she wants to get her friend Selma Blair a date. So what does she do? This stranger is just walking by her and she grabs his ass. Yeah. And then is like, what? You're not going to ask my friend out? You're going to blow her off? She was like, you're a dick. And then he was like, what did you call me? What did you say? Like right in front of him too. He hasn't even walked away or anything. And that's when sparks flew between those two <laughs> after she had just um, harasses him. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the opening? I enjoyed it. I mean, it's an interesting way to meet, you know, your future person just by grabbing them on, by the tuchus, you know? I know. Yeah. Try it out. It's, you know, it could be fate. Yeah, go. That's that's a great message. That's a really great <laughs> message. Just um, fondle people. Yeah. That won't get you in any trouble. It could work. I feel like Cam- with Cameron Diaz, it probably only, could work. Only if you're Cameron Diaz. That's only when it's allowed. Yeah. But not a guy to a girl. Only girls to guys. Yeah. There's rules. <laughs> but yeah. There's like this big long scene in the club. Because mm-hmm. like what I kind of thought, like I realized about this movie, it is just like a series of gags. Yeah. Because like the plot is like she meets this guy after she gropes him in the club. Right. And like they have like a meet. I don't want to say meet cute because it's not really like a meet cute. No. But like they kind of like have some chemistry. Right. And he's like, I'm here for a wedding. Mm-hmm. And hijinks and suit. But I feel like there's so many gags. So like there's no point in like trying to keep up with the story. 
Yeah. Because just things happen and we're we're just rolling. We're just rolling. Yeah. And sometimes the movie doesn't even set up like where you are, why you're there. It so. really doesn't. Yeah. You're just bam. Yeah. Like next we're like, bam, we're in the bathroom of the club. Mm-hmm. And Christina Applegate is like fixing her chest. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think about this boob gag? It was it was kind of funny, but it's hard to believe that so many people would want to touch her boobs at the same time. Yeah, so like like what happens? Okay, so there's like a girl there so it's you know, our three gals yeah. all they're in the bathroom or whatever, and then there's this depressed gal that's like looking at her chest and I forgot what she says, but then she's looking over at Christina Applegate and she's like Ooh, you know, she's like oogling. And then she's her, what was her name? Courtney? Courtney, yes. Yeah, her character's name's Courtney. Courtney's like, they're fake, honey, or something. And then um, she's like, you can touch them if you want, or something. And then like Cameron Diaz is like, yeah, she likes it. Go. And she's like, I don't know. I don't think so. And somehow we get her touching her boobs, and then every other lady in the bathroom touching her boobs? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> But here we are. Yeah, here we are. I know. Well, what are your thoughts on the girls? Like on Cameron Diaz, Sam Selma Blair, and Christian Applegate. Like in the movie. I like them. I mean, they seem like really fun to hang out with. Same. You know? They do. Actually, like that's what I will say about this film. Like on the good points. Yeah. Like they seem like real gals who would like you'd want to be friends with. Yeah. Not judgmental or anything. Just, you know. Good time gals. Good time gals, yeah. And, like, I love how, like, by day, Christina Applegate's character is, like, the businessy one mm-hmm. who, like, gets all slutty at night. And then Cameron Diaz is, like, the trendy one. And then Selma Blair is, like, the preppy, like, Kate Spade meets, like, Prada girl. Mm-hmm. Wearing her pearls. I know. <laughs> Very, uh, Vivian from Legally Blonde. True. Actually... Is it the same person? Is this like wait the same a minute? Is <laughs> well, so yeah, there's so there's the scene in um the boob grab scene, and of course there's a couple guys that somehow peek into the ladies' room. Don't know how though, but but I digress. I think the door was like slowly closing as someone was leaving, and they're like, ooh, you know, they were doing the peekaboo. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> the age-old peekaboo. The age-old peekaboo, and the guy's like, oh, that's why girls go to the bathroom together. <laughs> and, um... Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. And then someone... I think they leave. Like, right, Cameron Diaz kind of leaves. She's upset. Yeah. She's, like, talking to her friends, and she's like, yeah, this guy, Peter, blah, blah, blah. Like, she keeps, like, calling him by his name. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. She seems to have some some feels I know, and then she hits him with the door because he, like, is walking by by accident and then, like, buys him a drink. Yeah. Yeah, and then the whole plot ensues about going to the hotel for the wedding. Right. He he invites her and he says, in case I don't see you, have a nice life. <laughs> the most romantic line in the movie. <laughs> have a nice life. <laughs> He's like, see ya, have a nice life. As he dramatically exits. It, it almost is like slow-mo at the club and he waves yeah. like, and, and he's like in a pile of people. He's like, bye. Have bye, a nice buddy. <laughs> Hope you find your dad. <laughs> it's very those. Fun. Yeah. Oh, And then Cameron Diaz doesn't go to the party 
she goes home to sleep on her couch and she's dreaming. Oh my she god. She has a whole dream sequence. Yeah. And she's like moaning and groaning and you yeah. know, writhing. And he like and then the, it's like a a daydream sequence about that Peter dude. Mm-hmm. How would you put like going down on her? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'll never forget the words. The words he said. Oh boy. <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. So he's like, you know, it's like in the standard, like when a dude's going down on a girl in the movie and you see like him in the covers and he pops up. Yeah, but he doesn't just pop up. So <laughs> he takes the blanket, wraps it under his chin. He looks like a babushka. <laughs> and he says he looks at her in the eyes, Cameron Diaz, and goes, he, 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 he goes, yes, he, 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 not just one or two he's, it was like four, I counted, <laughs> I counted the he, he's, that was his first spoken word after going down on her, he just pops up, he, 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 <laughs> just like that. <laughs> I feel like I uh, Or something like romantic or sexy. It was like he he he. <laughs> um, if anyone did that to me in that position, <laughs> <laughs> I was in a very whack a mole position. I just want to smack him on yeah. the head. <laughs> what you laughing at? What's so funny? <laughs> but then they do this whole. This is where I feel like it is dated because. In this whole dream sequence, he's like, that was the best. I love doing that. And she's like, well, most guys don't. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, that's a misconception. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he like, that's what they did in the 50s or, or said that's how yeah. they felt in the 50s? I don't know. What he's like, saying. oh, times have changed. Now, now all the kids are tossing salads. So <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the line. Nick. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy, but, yeah, but that was the dream sequence that they did a whole, like, I get the gag, it's just, it's, just, it's very, I guess, 2002. Yeah. Made me laugh, though. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I can't get myself together. <laughs> oh, man. Well, after her dream sequence, she kind of, I think that just cuts to them, like, walking down the street, And right? they meet up for lunch. They meet up for lunch. Oh, this is the the jizz dress. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's like in the notes. The jizz dress, you know. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I don't remember Selma Blair's character's name now. I don't either. Now that I'm trying to... Yeah. Selma Blair. We'll just call her Selma Blair. But she borrows... um, uh, Christina Cor- Applegate, Courtney's. Yeah, her dress. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's got some stains on it. So she's uh, going to take it to the dry cleaner. And um, they gets- really do set up gags, too, because, like, <laughs> we didn't get anywhere really with this scene. But anyways. No, it was literally just straight to the gag. Because, um, yeah. It- so, yeah. So she has the stain on her dress. She's got to get it dry cleaned. Yeah. So she takes it to the dry cleaner. And it's like the dude knows her. And it's like, how's your grandma? How's your mom? Mm-hmm. And then her elementary school teacher comes in and children come in and then 
Yeah. The dude, the dry cleaning dude is like, what is the stain? And she doesn't want to talk about it. And then he licks it. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thoughts on the scene, Brie? I was like, ugh. Like, that just, like, that just ain't right. That just ain't right. Did he really have to do that? Like, I I don't know. I love how she's like, it was soda. I know. He was like, it is not soda. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, not to get too personal, but that's not what those stains look like. Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of stainage there. It was like, I, I mean, whatever. (laughs) Nikki, (laughs) it's just very heavy-handed. They just had to get that point across, and they were like, "Let's make this as like gross, like Farley Brothers. Like, there's something about Mary, like gross. And what's gross? Jizz. Jizz. Yeah. So well." It was a fun moment, I suppose, you know? It kind of just immediately cuts away, though. Oh, yeah. It cuts away <laughs> to the, the Chinese restaurant scene. And then we get the penis song. <laughs> Almost immediately. It's like, it really is gag after gag. It really no, is. I love how both of us, though, <laughs> like, you're really, like, because this is, like, the lore of the sweetest thing. We're, like, I guess in theaters this was cut. This is like oh, that's a bummer. Can you imagine going to the theater and not seeing the penis song on the big screen? Right. Well, like, yeah. What is the penis song, Brie? Okay. So they're all kind of just sitting there, and I, f- I think they're talking about a sexual encounter that one of them recently had, right? And Selma Blair, right? Selma Blair, yeah. And Christina says, "Well, you know what we always say, like, ooh, it's." It's so big or it's it's hard and whatever. I don't know. All these things that people say about penises. Like, you know, like what girl, I guess like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the crazier part is, Brie, like, she, Christina Applegate's character sets this up mm-hmm. before anything by being like, how was girth? Oh, yeah. That's how she sets it up. Yeah. <laughs> but from there... And also, like, if, if I was having lunch with even my closest friends. You're not going to ask that? <laughs> it is not the first, fourth, or fifth question. That's Maybe for the sure. Tenth. Maybe the 10th. <laughs> but, like, you automatically sit down and you're like, how was Garth? And you're like, whoa. <laughs> you're like the the pearl from SpongeBob meme. Yeah. You're just like, whoa. whoa. Or like Mr. Krabs. The, yeah. You're like, whoa. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, they just kind of, like... Okay, also to set this scene, in the background from the beginning of the scene, there is a man with a Casio. Which is hilarious, though. That's actually really hilarious. Yeah, you can see him right sitting right behind them and the table right behind them. So he's got his musical instruments and they've got their chopsticks and they just, they, you know, they're singing. They're like, ooh, it won't fit in here. It won't fit in there. But and to the just- tune of I'm Too Sexy by right, Red Said Fred. Yeah. And it just becomes a whole montage. Everyone gets up and sings with them. Like, even there's this old lady who does, like, cartwheels, and she's really getting into it. And then there's, like, men and women also joining in, singing about penises together. It's beautiful. The whole restaurant comes together. Which, apparently, in that Entertainment Weekly interview, this took, like, two days to film. Right. Like, a lot of coordination, a lot of takes. A lot of soft choreo. I know the choreo wasn't even that complex, but I guess because no one, like hardly anyone had dancing experience on, you know, for that scene, I guess it took a lot of work. I guess so. But. I don't know. That was something. I thought it was really fun. I, I really enjoyed that scene. It was so absurd. 
but I, funny. I really agree. Like, just hearing about the penis song and watching it out of context, mm-hmm. it's just, like, really cringe. And it is really cringe to watch. Yeah. But there is something about it that, like, they kind of, because they went for it, mm-hmm. you're just like, wow, this is crazy. This is a crazy time. <laughs> and I'm along for the ride. Yeah. I've never really had true girlfriends, so I don't know what ladies talk about when they're alone. I don't know. But do you think if we went to a Chinese restaurant and started, like, singing the penis song, people would join in? I hope so. I would really Do you want to try it? Bro, you have a Casio <laughs> keyboard. Let's just, like, bust it out. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> so somehow or another, basically, Christina Applegate's character is like, you're really, like, in love with this dude. You should go to that wedding. And, yeah. like, be brave. So they decide to road trip, like, three hours to Somerset mm-hmm. to Peter's wedding. Yeah. So they go on a little road trip. Yeah. And, like, Christina Applegate's car is, like, a mess. And it reminds me of your car. Thanks. <laughs> no, I actually felt attacked. I felt attacked and seen. Um, I literally, when she had, like, those pizza boxes and stuff, I literally have a pizza box in my back seat right now. And I think the slice of pizza is, like, I don't know. It... Today, it, like, flew. It I flew out of the box <laughs> along with the greasy paper. I don't know. Because it was windy and I had my windows down. I don't know what's back there. I haven't checked in a while. I'm afraid to look. So, yeah, it was relatable. I don't think it, my car's as bad as hers, though, you know? Nah, there's no maggots. Yeah. Yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> oh. And then somehow they're, like, they go to the bathroom like they pull over okay yeah, can we talk about this scene? okay yeah so on this road trip they stop it i don't know if it's a rest stop or like a family joint or a truck stop because I, I wrote truck stop but then there's also like a playground and there's people around beforehand so i'm trying to yeah. piece together what is where are they located do i need to rewatch this like they don't set it up they they don't set it up at all i don't know where they are i don't either but like those restrooms look nasty so like I don't know why there would be, like, swing sets around or what. I thought there were picnic tables outside at one point. I really don't know. Yeah, I have no (laughs) clue where they are or how they got there. I mean, like, they drove, obviously, but. Yeah. It just don't make no sense. No, but they're there. They're there. And they go to the bathroom, but they decide to go to the men's room because there's, like, a gag about a lady. I don't know. You don't need that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Sorry, it's the universe getting mad at me for like dismissing the lady. <laughs> yeah, you the must lady talk about the lady the pooping. <laughs> How dare you forget her and her important role? But yeah, so they go into the men's bathroom to use it. And yeah. Christina Applegate's like, let me use the urinal because that's a great idea. Yeah. And um, and then Cameron Diaz goes into a stall and she's like reading all the the little notes. Oh, yeah. And profanities. And and I don't know. For some reason, they're like, follow. It's like, says, follow the yellow brick road. And she's like, oh, look, there's a dog with a hole in its mouth. Which, why would it be? Why would the yellow brick road lead to a dog? And that, it's not is even it Toto. Toto? But it, it, it didn't look like Toto. I'm sorry. I know this is like really technical. <laughs> but there's like a hole. And it's supposed to be a glory hole. Yeah. Because like, so what? She's like, what's in this hole? And she's like, she looks. She gets real close, and does she get bopped with a dick? I guess so. I I didn't see a, a boppage, but I guess it's implied. Oh, I I think that's what they. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. It. 
it looked like it was coming at you. I don't know. I think we were in her shoes by the way of the camera. Gotcha. <laughs> I feel like we all got bopped. I feel like I got bopped with that scene because... I, okay. I don't have a lot of experience with the glory holes. And right. I don't think I've ever seen one in real life. Right. Why would they be there for ones and not at the club, you know? That would make more sense. I yeah, like I said, this this I it looks like a truck stop kind of restroom, but I don't think they're But there's like a swing set with like children. Yeah, I I don't know where they are. It's something doesn't add up. <laughs> also my my like questions about it is like if she sees a hole in the wall, why does Cameron Diaz put her face up to it and like look inside the hole? Yeah, wouldn't you just be like, Oh, there's a hole in this wall, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, what What do you think you're going to find? I mean. Unless. I digress. I don't know. I'm like, unless you're looking for something like that. And then like. Yeah. But that- don't look at random holes. It's like the moral of the <laughs> PSA. story. <laughs> I can. I just rule of thumb. Don't do that in general. Especially if there's a cartoon dog painted around it. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. <laughs> but then Christina Applegate breaks the. Uh. The urinal. The urinal. And Which, like, yeah, go ahead. Why, okay, why is she trying to flush with her hands and not her so shoes? So gross. Just saying. And if it didn't work once or twice, just leave it alone. Just leave the pee there. That that bathroom already looked nasty. No one's going to so know. So gross. No one's going to know. But anyways, they like flood the whole bathroom and that means that they have to take off their pants. Yeah. So there's a scene with Christina Applegate and Cameron Diaz in their underwear. Yeah. And it's, um, like, laundry day. So it's, like, their ugliest granny panties and, like, bikini tops and stuff. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. And then they sing um the, the Pina, Pina Colada, Colada song. song. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, playing on the radio. Which, you know, vibes. Oh, oh, the lip gloss. Oh, yeah, the lip gloss. Is that what you were going to say? No, I, I forgot about that. But, um... So there's another gag that's set up. This is just gag after gag. So, like, they're back on the road, and Christina Applegate drops her lip gloss. So Cameron Diaz, who is in her underwear, is like, I'll go grab it for you. And it looks like she's she's giving a road head, and, like, there's, like, like a motorcyclist that's, like, a with a handlebar mustache. He's, like, the most stereotypical motorcycle man. And uh, Christina Applegate's character is, like, vamping it up while Cameron Diaz, like, it's, like, unbeknownst to her. Yeah. And, like, the motorcycle man is getting, like, all revved up, pun intended. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I don't know, and Christina Applegate, like, amplifies it and amplifies it. Like, she's really, like, yeah, having, like, oral sex. And, like, the dude basically runs into, like, a, like, like a work zone. Yeah. Like, crashes his bike. And, like, falls off his bike, <laughs> probably kills himself. <laughs> and she's like, whoops. Whoops. <laughs> That scene cracked me up, though. It was really... It was actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of these scenes actually, like, do work. It's very raunchy, but some of them do work. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, they made me laugh. I mean, if it made me laugh, it was... It did something, you know? And which we'll get to, like, in a few minutes. But there is one scene that actually made me laugh really hard. Like, genuinely. Is it the elephant one? No. No? It's, um, it's, um, when she gets stuck. But, but oh, that's later on. Oh, that one. Yeah. 
but yeah, so so anything else you want to talk about before the before they get to the wedding? Well, I guess we already did talk about the elephant in the room, sort of. Yeah. Except I just want to say. thoughts? Yes. So with the Pina Colada song, they call uh, Selma Blair while she's at work, right? But right before that, before she answers the phone, she was like, her new boyfriend or whatever visits her at work in this elephant costume. And he's just like, I'm horny. And she's like, me too. And then they literally just go upstairs, like, immediately. I'm like, what, in the workplace? Right? Like, and, and how does no one noticing this? How does no one notice a giant, like, purple elephant? Do I keep saying pink? I just, I feel like I do. But I mean purple. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's elephants Semantics. and elephants. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to say, like, how does no one notice this the whole time? I... It's, I think it's just Is that a joke gags. about the elephant in the room? Is that what it's trying to say? There's an elephant in the room and no one's, you know, or skirting around it? Is that like another a joke? <laughs> I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Anyway. I like to think so. Maybe right? I'm giving Is it, it too way much... too deep. Yeah, I think I might be giving it too much credit, but it's okay. I just talked about post feminism like fifteen minutes ago, so <laughs> cool. Anyway, I just had to to say something about that. No, it's fun. I mean, she fucks an elephant. Yeah. Woo. Woo. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. And then there's that whole movie montage scene about, like, she goes into the boutique with a girl from, like, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they, like, have a cute little movie montage, which was so out of place. I mean, it was kind of fun, but, like, and I love a good movie montage, but why were they dressed up as, like, Flashdance and, like, Sandy from Greece? Yeah, I didn't know that lady had, like, costumes. I thought she had serious dresses. I mean, crazy dresses, but... Yeah, right? How did they have time to get into characters? They're supposed to be going to a wedding. I don't know. Oh, but it's supposed to be funny. It is very, like, Farley Brothers, like... I don't know. I think it's just one of those films where it's, like, stupid funny, you know? Yeah. I I liked it, though. I mean, I love montages as well, especially a good costume change one, you know? Yeah. It was cute, especially they were like Dumb and Dumber. I thought the Dumb and Dumber one was actually really cute. Yeah. I was hoping they would wear that to the wedding, but true. <laughs> well, then they get to the wedding. Yeah. And they're like hideous garb from, was it not Vivian's? Suzanne's? Irene's? Veronica's uh, closet? Ver- Ver- oh, Vera's. Yeah. Vera's shop or something. Yep. But they get to the wedding. Cameron Diaz has to pee again because it's a running thing, which is very you, Brie. <laughs> very brief she was wearing a tight skirt like leave her alone (laughs) but yeah she runs into parker posey who's a bride like a nervous bride and he's like i don't know if i want to do this but anyways what's the twist give us the twist brie the twist yeah when they go out and go to the wedding oh the twist okay so the twist is it is not peter's brother's wedding it's peter's wedding peter donahue donahue (laughs) yeah so they did, yeah, she traveled, uh, Cameron Diaz traveled all this way, and her man's getting married. So heartbroken. Yeah. And then, like, of course, she knocks down, like, this huge, like, tower of, like, flowers and hits these people in the the church pews and causes a scene and a ruckus, and he turns around and he sees her, and her friend tries to, like, you know, gloss over it. She's like, ah, is this the, the Glickman, like, bar mitzvah? Yeah. You know, which is, like, a terrible... Kind of cover your, I mean, 
I don't know. But uh, anyway, it didn't really work. They just like run out, you know, embarrassed yeah. and I guess just go home. It's true. Yeah. But then like Peter and Parker Post's character are like, we don't want to get married. Yeah. And then they like announce to the audience. <laughs> they like kiss each other. Yeah, they like do. They marry. And they're like, we're not getting married. And like lift their arms up. Yeah. But uh, but Peter ends up deciding he's going to find Cameron Diaz. Mm-hmm. And Cameron Diaz is upset. So she goes to the club again. Yep. And she meets a guy who's doing the monkey dance and she's doing a monkey dance. and Yeah. You know, just blah, blah, blah. I feel like this is like so much. There's so many just blah, blah, blah. That's any. That's like the point. Right. The point is he's trying to find her. She's sad about him. Yep. And when she gets home after the club, he's there sleeping at her doorstep. And yeah. And then they like fall in love. Well, it wasn't that simple. <laughs> it wasn't? There, there was there was some drama, Nick. Remember, remember he like tries to get like he's like um. Well, at first he was like, yeah, whatever. We you know it was just a drink you bought me. That's all it was. But then he was like, I didn't get married. And she turns around. She's like, okay or something. I don't know what yeah. she says, but she doesn't go after him. And he's like, well, I feel really embarrassed. And he's like, tell me this is mutual. And she doesn't really say anything. No. <laughs> And he's like, okay, I'm going to jump off Golden Gate Bridge now, so. And then she says, have a nice life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, oh, yeah, we forgot the the best part in the movie. We did? Or the part that actually made me laugh the hardest. So when they come back, Christina Applegate and Cameron Diaz come back mm-hmm. after going to the wedding, there's, like, a bunch of, like, commotion <gasps> near their apartment. And oh, there's, man. like, police and there's people, and, like, they can't even get in. And the policeman's like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. And they come up there, and there's, like, everyone and their mother in this apartment. Just, like, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Yeah. And and it's because Selma Blair and her boy toy, like, she's giving him a blowjob, and I guess he has a piercing, and she gets it stuck in her tonsils? I, I don't know if that's I don't think that's possible. possible. Yeah. But we suspend the disbelief. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, in order for her, they're like, we don't need to go do surgery, Cameron Diaz says. We can just, like, she just has to sing to, like, to free it, to free the dick from her mouth. (laughs) And so they start to sing, like, relax, Relax. don't do (laughs) it. And then that doesn't work. So then they decide to sing Aerosmith's classic. And I don't want to miss a thing. And then everyone starts singing, and I don't want to miss a thing. I think we even did. I did, at least. I did, yeah. too. I was like, <laughs> arms in the air. I don't want to close my, my eyes. eyes. Oh. But, like, everyone was singing, and that's how she gets the dick out of her mouth. Wow. That was so powerful. That was actually <laughs> genuinely, though, like, I did laugh. I was like, oh, that's actually... I remember, like, I gl- we glanced at each other and we were just like, ah, let's kind of like rolling our eyes but laughing at the same time. Like, just kind of like, this is so crazy. Can you believe what's happening? But I think once everyone started singing, that's when I'm like, you could take a scene and heighten it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, that's what makes it really funny. Yeah. It's because you took something like an outrageous premise and you, like, dial it up. Yeah. So I, I thought that actually... Oddly enough, work. Is this like what they were trying to teach us in improv? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh man! 
but yeah. Yeah, no, I love that scene. I didn't realize that we glazed over that. Like, oddly enough, Brie, why is it, like, my favorite scene in the film is, like, the one that, like, I thought I was going to hate the most? I know. Actually, when I read about that scene, I was like, oh, this probably isn't really going to be fun. But no, I, it's up there. I think the penis song might be my favorite. Yeah. But then this one, second, or the, you know. Interchangeable. Interchangeable, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, any more? Because, like, my ending notes are, like, the ending credit song with, like, the super cute bloopers. It's Sugar Ray, which is, like, a very interesting choice. Yeah. Very of a time. Right? No, I loved, I loved the ending credits. Um, I wanted to say, like, before the credits rolled, though, after she chases him down, right? Yeah. And, like, they kind of catch each other's eyes and, you know, get splashed with the taxi cab puddles and all that. He, he kiss- She's like, I hope you're a good kisser. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She, like, insult this poor man, like, travels all this way, and she's like, I hope you're a good kisser, and then after they kiss for, like, the first time, she's like, wow, that's all, like, you're, you're really weak. But she doesn't say it in, like, a, it's, like, No, it's serious. <laughs> I was like, oof. Yeah, and then she, they kiss again, and then she's like, she says something else again, like, you gotta do better than that, or something. It's like, ugh. Yeah, she says, um... You were better in my dreams. Oof. But it was, like, really savage the way she, like, delivers these lines. It's like, she's like, yeah, you can try again. And she's like, oh, no, it's not really good. All right. <laughs> then she goes, like, all right, see ya. Um, you know, but it doesn't sound like a joke or anything. It sounds super serious. And then it cuts to, like, him. So in the very beginning of this movie, there's, like, they interview all these guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is the thing about... um. Actually, what is her character's name? Christina? Christina, so yeah. So this is confusing because there's Christina Applegate. Yeah, and then like there's her name's Courtney and then Cameron and Christina. All the, yeah. And, yeah. But anyway, they're like saying how she just toots and boots basically and breaks all these guys' hearts. And so like at the end, I really thought that there was no romance and I was upset for like a second there. <laughs> Same. I don't know if you felt that. I felt that. Yeah. But um, but they end up together. They do. And then Sugar Ray sees them out. <laughs> and then Sugar Ray sees them out. That was, like, a fun time, though. It was a fun time. I actually, you know what? Talking about this film, I don't know. I think it there's, there's something about it that is pretty likable. Yeah. Not good, but I had a good time. Right? And the amount of bloopers at the end. I love it. The reel was, like, so long. <laughs> I know. Almost better than the movie. I kind of wish that energy of the bloopers was more in the movie. Mm. Because there was like a looseness to it where the movie felt like, maybe it was the editing, Mm. where they felt like even though they didn't set up any premises, they had to hit certain beats in the film. Yeah. So you wish it was like a little looser, like they could have had maybe more fun, like just like not be more silly, like when Cameron Diaz pulls out her weave. Yeah. Well, because like I feel like if they wanted to go with like, over the top and like romantic comedy cliches Mm -hmm. like they could have taken it there you know okay yeah or like the way kind of like bridesmaids kind of makes fun of like of the genre in a way or like girls stuff i don't know i mean Kristen wiggs a comedian and cameron diaz is a comedic actress so i guess there's a difference yeah but you know how they just like take everything and they kind of like they're like self-aware 
Mm-hmm. I feel like in the bloopers, like Cameron Diaz, what she does when she's like taking out her weave and being really like dramatic. Yeah. It's like so fun and so funny. Yeah. Because she keeps going. And going. Yeah. And I feel like that's what that fil- the film wants to do, but it's like held back. And I don't know if that's like an editing thing or like the studios or whatever. But. Oh, maybe. I mean, if they took out the penis song. You know? Which is a travesty. Yeah. I wonder, I do wonder what else they took out, if anything, or like, I don't know. I le- I just love a good blooper reel, but I agree. It would be good to see that. For sure. Yeah. No, but I had a good time. Same. You know, any final thoughts? I mean, <laughs> you're like, meh. I, no, no. I'm thinking like, I don't know. I'm like, would I add this to my collection? You know what I mean? Like, it's, I feel like it's really random, you know? I would watch it again. This is a fun just like pop in. Yeah. It is, right? I could watch I this and so. then Girls Trip or something. <laughs> so fun. Double feature. Double feature. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was it was good. I mean the actresses were all really good too. Like I think I just like want this in my collection just to look at like just to pretend I'm in two thousand two for like two seconds. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. No, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you want to see us out? Sure. Um, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Um, you can follow us at the Late to the Party Pod on Instagram and give us a rating or review on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Email us some, any movie club suggestions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or any, any topic suggestions, too. But Yeah. And we're at, uh, well, we're the Late to the Party Pod at gmail yep yeah and um we are also the late to the party pod on instagram and lttp pod at twitter yeah come yeah. find us come find us but we'll see you next week yeah we are oh it's another movie club and we have a first guest next week oh yeah yeah that'll so be fun. that'll be really fun well we're staying in 2002 for a hot minute so so strap in yeah Put on your Paul Frank backpack and your uh, platform, Steve Madden's, and, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Every moment spent.